All right, welcome to Storyline 29 in our Faith and Work Bible, and this one's called The Giving of the Spirit and the Spread of the Gospel. And these readings today are associated with the um, with Acts chapter 2 and then also Acts chapter 9. And I'll go ahead and read this short devotional first. The book of Acts is a follow-up to Luke's gospel and tells us what happened after Jesus' resurrection. It begins with Christ's ascension into heaven and his sending of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2 is the culmination of the new covenant promise that God would pour out his spirit on all people, replacing hearts of stone with ones enlivened by his spirit. Empowered by the spirit... The the apostles boldly proclaimed the gospel as they preached the truth about Jesus Christ from Old Testament texts. Their gospel proclamation was accompanied by signs and miracles attesting that God's kingdom had indeed come. Through the mighty work of the Spirit, the church began to grow as a distinctive community. One unlikely convert was a zealous Pharisee named Saul. Jesus dramatically confronted Saul later known as Paul, a persecutor of the early church, and called him to become a missionary to the Gentile world. And I'll go ahead and read the first four verses of Acts chapter 2 as well. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they where they were sitting they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them all of them were filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the spirit enabled them so that is verses 1 through 4 and I'll go ahead and skip down to verses um actually verse 42 in Acts chapter 2, which is talking about the effect that the apostles were having on people. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And then I'll just read one more little last group of verses today, and it's from Acts 9, where Paul is on the road to Damascus. And I'll start in uh, verse 1, chapter 9. Meanwhile, Saul was breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, 
whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but that did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call, to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. So, those are all, um, you know, good stories in Acts showing how the Holy Spirit was with the apostles, how Jesus made himself known to Saul of Tarsus, who became the great evangelist Paul after after being blinded for three days. I read these things, and personally, I always wonder what that would have been like to have seen such miraculous things. And and I know God can do anything, especially with people of great faith. And that's that's what these apostles were. That That's what Paul became, a person of great faith and dedication to Jesus Christ into the mission of spreading the gospel. So how do we apply all of this to our lives today? What can we learn from someone like Saul who despised Christ's followers, treated them horribly, but then had an unmistakable encounter, a life-changing encounter with Jesus on the road to, to Damascus? Maybe one of the things we can take from it today is that life isn't about being perfect. Saul did a bunch of terrible things to Christ's followers, but then God changed him. So maybe our lesson today is to be open to the way God wants to change us, be open to the the things he is teaching us. Be open to learning something new, a new purpose that God might have for each of us in the next chapter of our lives. Peter and all the apostles had to figure a lot of stuff out after Jesus left, right? They, they had to decide what they were going to do next since, since they didn't have their leader telling them exactly, you know, what to do. And it's kind of like 
kind of like a, our position today, right? We we have the the general commands of Jesus that are written down for us in the Bible, just like the apostles, the apostles had heard Jesus, you know, tell them, you know, physically tell them what to do. But but now it's it's up to us, just like them after Jesus left. Now it's it's up to us to prayerfully consider how exactly to live out these commands on a daily basis. We we have an opportunity to do that at our jobs and our families, with people we come in contact with. We can ask God to give us guidance, and we should pray about that and and you know to guide us on what we should be doing. But but He's given us you know a, a great amount of. Of, of freedom and, and great abilities and great creativity to make the things happen the best way we can figure out how to serve him. You know, he's given us so much, but we got to figure some of that out on our own today as we, you know, listen to our hearts and, and, and listen to the guidance he gives us. So that's my thoughts for today. I'll go ahead and go into prayer for us about uh, about this good reading. Lord, we thank you for these stories and acts and these examples of people of great faith that were willing to follow and, and uh, be totally committed to your commands, to serving you. Help us to be the same way. You've given us so many abilities and and the power that works through us is is your awesome power. So help us to use it for good and to serve you all of our days here on this earth. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.